three, two, one, go. We're live. This is Retrace, segment number 64 for November 28th, 2022, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. We're going to talk about deadlines, calibration, learning versus teaching, and strategy in English. We're not going to talk about English at all. We're going to talk about math and code instead of English. What's Retrace? Retrace is about what's going on out there. It's a podcast. You should know that. The short answer is computer control. The long answer is nature, which is not effing around. Artificial intelligence, which is new. Natural intelligence, which is old. Strategic intelligence, spy stuff, which is in between. And humanity, which is the best part of what's going on out there. And Retrace is for outsiders. But we came to the conclusion that outsiders are not players and the computer control game is player-oriented, so now we're learning to play. Learning to play what? How? Becoming autodidactic artificial intelligence engineers? I put a question mark on the end of that. That's a big, that's a big claim about the future. I don't like to make claims about the future. All right. Uh, we're gonna, we've done our overview, our flyover of AMA 4E, Artificial Intelligence and Modern Approach by Russell and Norvig, 4th edition. We've done... A, we've done the 30,000-foot view. We've done the 15,000-foot view before that. The 30,000-foot view was the five minutes. Um, and we've also talked about motivation and what to do if you struggle with motivation when you hit the hard stuff. Let's talk hard stuff. All right, listen. So if we're trying to become player... If we're trying to respect that the game is player-oriented, the computer control game is player-oriented... And outsiders are ir- mostly irrelevant and ignored. This is just reality. Let's not let's not be dishonest with ourselves. Um, we're gonna have to get serious. We're gonna have to learn to play. And learning to play in in this sense means learning artificial intelligence. How do you learn artificial intelligence? Well, one hundred and one AI one hundred and one, just like math one hundred and one, physics one hundred and one, art history one hundred and one. Whatever your thing is, you got to go to one hundred and one before you go to one hundred and two, and then three hundred and two, and then nine hundred and two, and whatever until you get your PhD in art history or whatever. Um, and you don't have to get a PhD. I mean, you can be a street scholar. You don't have to be, you don't have to, you don't have to get those unforgivable student loans. <laughs> you can, you, there are different ways to, ways forward. Okay. Um, so we're doing it our way, right? Okay. Uh, we're going to have to do a deep dive, deep dive on AMO 4E and it's in my bag. I don't have it right next to me. Um, what does that mean? Well, the real, like the first impulse is like, can we, like, let's master this thing, right? Like, like let's achieve mastery. But it's a thousand page book. It's very dense. And so to, you, you'd be kidding yourself if you thought you could master it in one pass, like one deep dive pass. I know we've done the high level one week treatment, but, you know, combining that even with a six month or a 12 month, you, you have to come back to things, leave and come back to them before you really master them. But And even more importantly, you're not trying to master a particular book. You're trying to master a discipline, a domain, a science, a, a, a vocation. And, you, you know, that might not line up with the book. The book is a foundation, but sometimes foundations are set wrong, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we're going to do... Now, my first impulse... Okay, so the first question to ask is, how long do we have? This, that's a deadline problem. How long before what? The game is happening right now. There are deadlines in the future that we can't see, and to allocate resources based on deadlines that we don't know, that are fundamentally unknowable, epistemologically impossible, um, means that there's uh, that not only is our allocation going to be wrong, sometimes like seriously wrong, um, but also it changes 
the the nature of the deadline. Like what, what we allocate now might push the deadline back or forward depending on how we allocate. Tough, tough, tough problem. Deadline problems. Go back to retrace whatever it is. The deadline problem where I talk all about that. My first impulse was to say do it in 12 months. It's a, it's a big, thick thing, and I feel like after 12 months, but uh, I don't like setting 12-month plans for anything. Even going across New Year's at this point, I mean, it's November 28th. I don't like doing anything across New Year's. I read an article one time. Don't ask me to dig it up, but the idea is that we procrastinate or we don't take deadlines as seriously when they're on the other side of New Year's Day, let alone 12 months away, way on the other side of New Year's Day. That said, we're not going to do the whole. We're not going to do a deep dive on the whole book before the end of the year. That, that gives us a little more than a month. That would be. That's not what we want to do. Um, so, uh, six months, six months, and the way I was looking at it is, you know, I could do December and then January through June, uh, January through May, and then June is sort of a, a cushion in case things went wrong, or I could sort of front load all the difficult, all the things that I think are going to go wrong, the math and the code, basically, um, and I'll talk about what I mean by that in a second, put those in December so that when we get into the body of the text in January, we go from January through June, six months, uh, it, it lines up pretty neatly with which parts of the book have weight and page numbers, um, and then, you know, in December, you get all the other, get all the overhead stuff out of the way uh, so that you, you don't, so it's not hanging over your head. That's what we're going to do. Between now and the end of the year, we're going to attack the math, attack the code, attack the environments for both so that it's easy for us to communicate them uh, and work in, in work productively with, with both input and output uh, on the math and the code. Um, Okay. So that's how long we we're giving ourselves six months. Hopefully AI won't take over the world between now and then. But even if it did, we could really rush this program. I'm not sure we're going to have much of an effect on that if it's, if it's that close already. Uh, okay. What about, uh, how do we calibrate? What are we doing again? Like we're just reading a book? No, no, no. So we calibrate by tests. There are two kinds of tests. Um, well, there are two ways of looking at tests. So one, you can look at tests as sort of like gateways to things. Um, and then the other way I think is far more often the profitable way is to look at them as uh, feedback or calibration of, of what you know, you know, demonstrating what you know versus what you think you know. So, um, so we're going to, I forgot what the other angle was. I just, anyway, so, um, so we're going to use the calibration. Well, yeah. And the other two, the other, the other dimension on tests is that they can be artificial, which you give them to yourself or you get them from a, from an instructor, or they can be real life where it's like, okay, you got to, you're MacGyver, you got to cut the red wire, the green wire, uh, it's not a piece of paper. There's no bubble you get to fill in. You cut the wrong wire, you're dead. Those are real. Those are real tests. Those are real deadlines. So we're talking about artificial, self-imposed deadlines, uh, tests in the form of you know deadlines in the form of tests or tests in the form of deadlines that are mostly designed to calibrate. Do we know what we think we know? Uh, so that's the sort of that's how we, we're going to think about testing our knowledge. You know, not just okay. I read all the pages. Now I know it. No, forget that. That's ridiculous. It's uh, knowing is an active thing. Uh, okay, so we're we're talking about um, cal- using tests to calibrate toward competence at the exercises. So there's a whole online uh, um, compendium of exercises for the book that they used to be in the previous editions, but now they put them online, and it looks like a, a rich environment for for testing ourselves. Um, and and we're testing also for comprehension 
of the technical details. So like if we can read all the tough stuff that we front loaded and prepared for in December, if we can read that throughout without comprehension issues, then that itself is sort of a, a, a good um, a self-imposed test. Um, it's, so it's a six-month survey. It's not, again, we're going to come back to the book as we apply it in real life. So the tests that we do, the artificial tests, while reading the six, doing the six-month survey, um, are also going to be tested by real life and going into other domains, more into deep learning, probably more you know knowledge engineering, uh, AI in practice, AI in, in corporations and in governments, and then come back to AMA and mastery will develop over time of the subject, not of the book. The book is in service of the of mastery of the of the of the science. Um, Okay, uh, what else? Real-world exercises used by tests, or, uh, survey to larger objectives, pu- publish paper comprehension. That's the other thing. When we move on from the book, um, we want to if, if we can comprehend a state-of-the-art published uh, academic papers on um, on artificial intelligence. That's a good test of our of our developing competence and eventual you know hopeful mastery. Um, and then eventually, also, you're not going to master the whole subject of artificial intelligence. It's too big. It's like trying to master mathematics. It's, it's not humanly possible to master the whole thing because so many people have contributed to it. It's grown well beyond the size of what can fit into a single person's brain. Artificial intelligence is already there, I would say. It's got way more to go, but it's already beyond the point where you can be a specialist in artificial intelligence. You have to be a specialist in some subdomain or subfield of artificial intelligence. Okay, that's calibration and tests and what we're trying to do. Um, and th- th- that's what we're trying to do with our studies and then... More broadly, we're trying to find out what's going on out there and be players in the game that is player-oriented so that we're not irrelevant and ignored as current history unfolds on top of us and squishes us if we don't do something to stop it. Okay. What about retrace? How is this going to affect retrace? Well, the thing I just want to keep ramming home is um, we are learning... I now I, because I'm not... The whole company is not doing this. The whole two of us. It's only one of us. One... Uh, playing support and then the other one doing me doing the the study of um ama um i am learning i'm not competent to teach this to you it doesn't mean you're not going to learn something along the way but but i think the best way to think about what what we're doing and what i am doing in particular is is the way that um uh, like you know well-endowed uh news agencies and organizations have um foreign correspondents or beat reporters or people who you know specialize in a certain sort of coverage and go and often go places and go where the action is and know where the action is and that sort of thing, um, and report back. So I'm going to be going more and more where the action is and knowing better and better the beat, um, the, the bureau, and reporting back. Okay, doesn't mean I'm so your, your your China correspondent doesn't teach you about China, but you often learn a lot from a China correspondent about China. Your China correspondent is telling you what's going on in China. Your AI correspondent is telling you what's going on in AI. I think that's the best, but it's also not something we're going to de- decide in advance. If something comes of this that makes more sense for what needs to you know how to how to pursue and achieve the mission of the podcast, you know what's going on out there, answering what's going on out there, current history of our time. Um, if there's a better way to do that or a better way of shaping things, then we'll take that road instead. So it's not decide, it's discover. Um, okay. So we've talked about deadlines, we talked about calibration, we talked about the how retrace is how we should think about retrace and the learning versus teaching for, for a remote correspondent thing. What about strategy? Um, I said it a little bit at the top. Basically, we're going to front load the hard stuff. I'm going to spend December going hard, making sure that my environment's all set up and talking about the environment so that it's, you know what I mean when I'm talking about that stuff. You got, you got to, you know, you're, you're, you're implementing code. 
they've written a lot of it for you in advance so that you can sort of you have a baseline to test your own you know code against and just make sure you understand how the machines work by playing with someone's machine who's already a machine already built by someone else before you try and build your own machine um that takes a lot of dependent is in, in software engineering there's dependency hell is version hell uh there's all these hells that you can get into if you're if the software engineering part of the code you're dealing with is, is done poorly or you don't understand how to do it well in mathematics oh i don't know you have notation hell i don't know the, the hells are not so pre- prevalent in mathematics because i don't think they're ever under as much pressure i think the code the, the the people who write code are always almost always under either serious academic pressure or way more serious commercial pressure not more serious different it's different but you know if you don't publish on time or someone else beats you to a discovery you don't lose your your status as a graduate student or as a professor you lose prestige you lose an opportunity but you don't lose your job but if you're an ai engineer and you don't publish on time because you're just i want to be perfect and i don't or i don't know how to do this thing i'm in over my head you're going to get fired you're going to lose your job you lose money for a while maybe you get another job maybe you don't i don't know what's your situation i don't know um so so we're going to why did I start talking about that? I don't remember. So the strategy is to front load the hard stuff um, and then start properly on January 1st. We're going to do you know, one week at a time, roughly corresponding to a chapter, but there are 28 chapters and some of them need more attention than others. So I'm going to you know, write up a plan. You don't need to care about all that stuff. I, that's me managing my, um, my adventure, my, oh, I hate the word journey. You know, Google does that right now. When I reopen a tab, or when I when I resume, when I re-enter a search, it's instead of just auto-completing it, it auto-completes what I was searching, and says below it, "Resume your journey." Are you kidding me? Get away from me, you corny bastards! Okay, I couldn't. There's there's got to be a better word than bastards, you corny cornhole. Mm. Fargan ice holes. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, so what, is it, what does it mean in practice, this, this strategy of front-loading? Well, if you go to page 48 of um, AIMA 4E, you will discover what I would say are the first real, definitely the first real pseudocode and also the first real mathematics. I mean, there's a little arithmetic before that, but the real, you know, you start using summation notation and set notation and then, you know, the, the, count, the, the number of items in the set and, or elements in the set, stuff that the average high school or even college student probably doesn't recognize math notation. So, and then the pseudocode is, takes some real getting used to. More, more than the math for me, um, the pseudocode has been an adjustment. And my Python is like, it's good enough to do the Python that I've had to write for the business, uh, but my Python's not strong. Like I, and my programming's not strong. My math's not strong, but my math's stronger than my programming, but I'm actually, you know, I, I've written a lot of code. And so it's like, I've got work to do. A lot of that needs will help you understand what artificial intelligence and what computer control really is in in you know in the details. We're not just talking squishy English. This is what I mean by saying getting out of English. We need to get out of English as soon as possible. With with AIMA 4E, we're not worried that there's going to be some vocabulary problem or sentence comprehension problem. We're all grown-ups. If you're listening to this, I assume you're not still in grade school learning how to comprehend long sentences at full speed in an adult context on a topic that's relevant to current history. If you are, great. You're precocious. Well done. Um, but that's not what I'm worried about in this book. I'm not worried about my English. I'm worried about my math and my code. 
in the other order, code and then math. So um, I got to get out of English as soon as possible and attack the whole book. They provide a nice PDF of all the pseudocode, the AMA guys, um, the, the pseudocode in, in one PDF on their website. They don't do the same with the math, but they couldn't. It's not, it's not sectioned or it's not, you know, um, cordoned off on, in, in, on each page the way the pseudocode is. But I'm going to just go through. It's not a long. It's only a thousand pages. It's not that hard. Um, and find the math and look for any notation I don't recognize. I've got a lot of resources. Like I'm not at all worried about this. I, I you know, anything I don't understand, I can go figure out. Uh, anything I'm weak on, I can get strong on. I've only got a month to do it. Life has real deadlines. We don't know how long we have. We can't spend forever on this. We're going to spend seven total months on this, in, in this deep dive. Um, six months on the text proper and one month of sort of prerequisites, the hard stuff, uh, math and code. And that's the plan. Um, and just to tell you, like on page forty-eight, the first agent that they that they write in pseudocode is is the is a table-driven agent or a table-based table referencing agent. You know, what does it what does it do when it you know gets a percept? It looks up the next action in a table, uh, and then they immediately describe the the doom or the fate of the table agent uh, using mathematics to show just the common you know the the um, the combinatorial explosion of, of, of possibilities that, that need to be stored and, and searched uh, in any sort of complex environment. Okay, um, I think that's it. I've talked about environments and, and all the hells. Um, okay, we got deadlines. My instinct was 12 months. I'm cutting it down to six, but adding a prerequisite month. Uh, Calibration. We're going to do tests, test, 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 test. All the artificial tests we can with the anticipation that real tests are coming and we want to get to those as soon as possible. Um, I don't know how to get to them sooner than they happen naturally, but I'm going to figure that out. But right now, I don't need the world to tell me I don't know AI. I got that. I get that piece of information from myself every day. Um, learning versus teaching. We're only doing learning. We're not teaching, but we're doing remote correspondence reporting. We are reporting from the front lines or as close as we can get to the front lines. Think of me as a war correspondent who kind of has never done this before. Like, I'm, my job now is to report back, but I also, like, I'm so new to this, I can't even get close to the action, right? And then when I do get close to the action, I might get my head blown off. But unlike a war correspondent, I'm going to get many, many, many second chances to get close to the action or be safe once I get close to the action, um, I think. You never know. The future is unpredictable. And finally, our strategy is front-loading. Okay, that's it. All references will be in the PDF notes uh, in this in your RSS feed or in the YouTube uh, description and at retrace.com, R-E-T-R-A-I-C-E.com. This is segment number 64. Same time tomorrow, 11 p.m., 8 p.m. Pacific. Signing off. <laughs>